0: Hello my friends. When I was at university in London, many moons ago, I took a module which I can't remember the precise name of. I was studying film as a major, but there were loads of other interesting classes which alluded to the subject more broadly and loosely. This particular class concerned itself with questions of philosophy, psychology and semantics. Of all of the areas of study in this three-year piss-up, this was the most impactful. It asks the big questions, and what struck me most firmly about the big questions is that we spend most of our lives consciously or unconsciously avoiding them. For many to most of us, practical questions such as what's for dinner, when can we pay this bill, or what's on TV, are far more prevalent in our daily lives than questions such as why are we here, what's the meaning of life, and how should we be in this pod, I speak to entrepreneur Viktor Rakovich about consciousness, the psyche, the ego and his recent awakening. I have to say that a few days later I'm still grappling with lots of what we discussed and what Victor expressed to me. These are weighty subject matters and ideas that may take a lifetime to fully understand. But most importantly for me, we're having the discussion in attempt to live more awakened lives and to be free from some of the more tiresome elements of modern social convention. I truly hope you enjoy the discussion, and you can go to thenaturalhighclub.com forward slash awakenings to find out more about Victor and reach out to him directly. And if you like the show, I'd be delighted if you'd leave a review on whichever platform you listen to The Natural High. Have a marvellous day, amigos. the natural high.
1: Everything's working, how are you? Hey, we're back together, hi. How was your Thanksgiving? It was, it was lovely.
2: It was very contemplative in some ways and uh, it was great to be with family and not really having to rush anywhere for one day.
1: Yeah, nice, so it's been, so life has been pretty hectic then uh, as usual. As usual, I wouldn't. Mm. Do you think yeah. we choose to be busy, though? We choose to be busy or we choose to be, you know, calm and tranquil?
2: Uh, I don't think anybody chooses anything. Ah, getting straight <laughs> into it. You get to the point, right? <laughs> at this point, I don't think there's a choice. Like, you have a wave of busyness coming at you. Do you have a choice? Uh, or you have, like, you are on vacation. Like, do you have a choice to be busy that day if you're on the beach? Um like, well, it all just happens to you, to us. Uh, it kind of is, but it's also a matter of, well, busyness is a state of mind. Also, you could do things fast, and you don't have to be busy. And sometimes you uh, you do a lot of things, and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. So it's like you're still, you're still, like busy is a state of mind. It's like almost like how you experience yourself in the moment of like doing things, like in a hurry. Uh, hurry and busy are kind of go go hand in hand together you know when you are busy you want to do things in a hurry but you can't really hurry you can do only things faster but hurrying is really just a kind of a a self-motivation self-maintained
1: state of mind almost would we go as far (laughs) as to say everything is a state of mind you know that life as we perceive it everything in the universe as we perceive it is just it's all about our state of mind, right? It's how we perceive things. Oh,
2: mm, well, that, that's actually one of the uh, graphics that I've uh, you you put, I think, on your uh, as a cover on on the last interview. Right.
1: Um, yeah. The Ruby mindset quote. is everything.
0: Remember, right. I
2: had I, I had a piece of art that, and I looked at it just yesterday because it, there was a big shift that happened between then and now. And I'm looking at this, and I was like, "Is it really mindset is everything?" and Mindset is everything that how we perceive it. It, color, it everything that colors our, our perception, but it's not everything in itself. Uh, so your mindset surely will color your perception hundred percent, because otherwise you will perceive things directly and uncolored and un un un, 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 un without judgment.
1: When we say mindset, we mean we we also mean outlook, right? It's the same sort of thing.
2: Same, Yeah. When you think that you could think of about yourself or about the situation and how you are and how other things are, is your mindset? How you th- what you think about yourself and other? Because you kind of you have your, you have a view of yourself as a personality, as someone, as a, as a one entity, and there's other entities out there that you're dealing with in life.
1: I want to um, frame this conversation a little bit just for anybody else that will be listening and a couple of days ago we had a really interesting conversation uh, where you suggested to me that you'd have some kind of I don't want to say revelation that might sound a bit dramatic but some kind of breakthrough in terms of you know how you live and how you perceive life and awareness and consciousness so just to, i just wanted to frame it and give some kind of idea to listeners and but i suppose you know having these feelings sometimes you can have real breakthroughs real, revel- real revelations real eureka moments in your life but sensing them and explaining them and making them accessible to others is Is always what i find to be the really difficult part so i'm going to hand over the baton to you now (laughs) with that really difficult part of explaining how explain the breakthrough you had in accessible terms to laymen like myself
2: well here's the thing there's a uh, differentiate let's differentiate a breakthrough and awakening awakening experience a breakthrough comes and goes anything like a breakthrough Uh, or an insight it has a beginning and has an end it's a phenomenon that you realized uh, you were aware of in the moment and then you kind of you had the experience of that and then you are trying to explain it to others that's what you're referring to that's why it's difficult because you're trying to explain convey to people something that you've had uh, directly direct experience into verbal you know language kind of like Uh, but when you have but that's an experience I'm not trying to explain in my experience I am we, I called you and we talked about an awakening type of experience. It was still an experience that happened in a moment, but it did not go away. Uh because it 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 stayed with me and uh, it's not something that's that
1: can ever go away. Um So it's obviously something it's been it's been a process, hasn't it? Lots of different elements have led to that awakening that you're talking about. But explain, like, you know, what happened at that moment, uh, you know, how it happened, where you were, what you were doing and how you felt and how it's improved you or given you more uh, of an awakened understanding of things.
2: So awakening, as I'm referring to uh, what I'm referring to now uh, and uh, what you refer to as a breakthrough, and insight at, at first, uh it was a realization about the self about i was i was doing well let's do some background right so i've done some uh in my life i do different things i do i have various types of businesses that i manage i have a, a busy family life with four children um and i live in the eco village so it's a community community life is also involved so we wear we all these hats, and also, uh, I've, I, you know, for health and self improvement, I've done all kinds of uh, self improvement works and seminars and things like that. And I've also done esoteric practices of all kinds: um, qigong, uh, medical qigong, yogas, asanas, uh, meditations. Um, uh, landmark Forum type of personal improvement um, so I was involved with lots of different things um, but when this um, I, I had some ideas about awakening uh, and what it would look like could look like because I'm you know if, since I was a meditator um, I thought this was uh, a possibility and I'd, lo- I'd love to uh, from what I've heard about it and what I've learned about it at the time it's something that to look forward to, and this happens rarely, and it's a real gem and for people to be free in life. Like, but what would it be look like, and what it would be an experience of it? I had no idea. And when it, uh, I was doing asanas, you know, I was doing some yoga asanas after in, in the evening, after a certain day, and it was it was not an easy day because there was an experience in that day, uh, a kind of a upsetting experience with a family member and i i I was worried about i pondered about this like you know about that experience and, and myself in that and all of a sudden i had this realization that whatever happened to me in that experience it didn't happen like i wasn't the one i wasn't the same that experienced that who experienced that, that that i was now like there's no idea uh, there's no see how hard it is to explain oh yeah so i can absolutely. i can almost 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 explain it in the terms that i'm not what it's not right but it's really hard to point out what what it is mm. because it's you know uh we're working so through i, it. I realize that there's no identity of like there's no such thing as i that carries on from moment to moment that this event did not happen to me to as an idea, because it could not have happened to me. I'm a living moment. I'm a living being. And so when that happens, like in my awareness at the moment, that was that was the experience, but I was carrying it on as if it happened to me, but it wasn't happening any longer. And at and there's no like there's no me there's no identity of me that carries on from moment to moment i did not nothing survives basically because everything moves in time everything all the cells you know die and born and um, and everything shifts and moves and as you know everything is a process so there's no ident- there is no such fixed thing as such a thing as i uh, that it can happen to that can survive and live from moment to moment i really clearly saw that it's a fabrication. The idea of I, uh, that something happens to I, that, uh, that I live a life, is, it happens as an idea, as an as assumption that there's some kind of I that lives the life, some kind of I that does things. So, and it's almost it's permeating. Like it's, We all think about it. You, you cannot think about anything that's not I. In fact, mind, t- when I turned around and kind of looked at it, from that perspective almost like i saw my own mind and its kind of inner workings in a way that it's helped me realize that well again me see i refer to me who who's realizing that this and that i in language i, I also it occurred that as soon as i start speaking i start speaking and i use i in my speaking all the time it's a, as a habit it exists in language clearly uh, idea of of I because it's supported throughout you know my life, it's supported throughout uh, my social conditioning that I'm I and uh, and everybody refers to there are some kind of their idea of me, you know they they have an idea of me too and I have an idea of me, anywho, uh, but it's all kind of a, a false self uh, because it it cannot survive moment to moment so I, it only exists as in perpetuity because of the memory. That i have of myself if you take out the memory uh the self is gone the self is just becoming the the i becomes only perceiving awareness all the time moment by moment only the memory gives you some kind of a um, continuation of yourself but that continuation of yourself is not the self that you think it's just pure awareness it it only happens as a a you only observe and receive like a witness But the witness could only exist in momentary. Witnessing happens momentary by moment. Witness does not have memory. You know, you cannot witness last moment already. That's it. It's gone. You cannot carry anything into the next moment with you. You see, the next moment happens, the next moment happens, and that's your true nature is to kind of receive moment by moment. But we think that things are happening to us. Obviously, we have good social proof of that. Um that's really so when i and that becomes f- completely freed me first of all from that experience, because I knew that did not happen to me uh I, I was free from that warrior completely and and it all crumbled down from there, a lot of other things, everything that was connected and based on on this idea of of i uh started to fall apart, and uh it took, it took some days to kind of i i saw. Well, again, I saw it. It's all in awareness, right? It's coming up. It's coming up, and then you you become looking at it, and it's like, oh, what's this? What's that? Um, yeah. It,
1: so, so you, you talked about an awakening, and you also said really interestingly that um, you'd heard about you know becoming free. So, wh- when you're saying when you're talking about becoming free, are you talking about becoming free of the self? Is that what it is? Is that what freedom is? <sighs>
2: well anything that can bind you uh, anything because the self the, the person that has a lot of tro- problems in life i saw that you know you have goals and you have purposes and you have things that you strive for and your desires and your attachments um and uh, pride is based on that idea of self and um self of worth you know is based on that and you're doing something and if you're succeeding it's like you're doing it you know um, to the minest, littlest things as as such as like even I, I look back into childhood like how it all started happening is like it's just conditioning like you you, ride, you start riding a bike and then hey, your body learned how to control itself on a bicycle and how to balance and it's a physiological thing but you've assigned it to yourself like I did it It's and that's ego you know, that's this false idea of self that there is some kind of I that started swimming or creating a an identity Its creates identity and it becomes supported and reinforced and it become all, all later everything is based on that in fact when and you start us, like almost like i did it or i didn't do it or i couldn't have done it differently all these things or and then so judging others were the same way you know um, it's very trouble it's very conf- confined and conditional existence you see, because of all these conditions that, are, that you have not cho- chosen yourself, they are purely all fed to you by through existing conditioning. You have not chosen a single condition that you've conditioned, you know, almost to yourself. Like it's all unchosen things that you've came about and appropriated as yours. Um, so freedom from that is ex- extremely liberate. Liber- I mean, all the ideas and all the energy that goes into sustaining that idea of I, uh, all of a sudden released. And that's why the bliss came from, you know, the, all the idea, all the feelings of of like blissful states poured out and in, and like I was all that, but it was all an experience. In a, now we're describing uh, an experience uh, that was somewhat, even energetic, physiological, whatever. But it, it was passing. It became, and then it passed. But the idea of self did not pass, and that's the real awakening. It's that. Um, you know who you're not, and you know who you are. Well, you can't really know, but you you kind of know who you're not, and only could see, directly perceive what, what you are sometimes in a maybe deep meditation state.
1: Yeah, amazing. I mean, there's so much. that I feel like I'm really fascinated by this subject, and I feel like I'm only just starting to unpeel the first few layers. But I suppose maybe you'd agree with this, that as soon as... As soon as you create an identity for yourself, for the self, as soon as there is an I, there is a point of comparison. So as soon as you have your own identity, then you can start comparing that identity with other people. And that's when you start feeling discontent because of that comparison. You're always comparing. And no matter how you know strong that identity is, no matter how successful that identity is, there will always be people whose identity you compare unfavorably unfavorably to. So it's that idea of comparison being the thief of joy.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, th- there are many um, ways it, will, it could behave. Uh, comparing is one of them. Absolutely. As soon as you start dividing your, from yourself another, as soon as a division happens, it will just like endless, endless stream of concerns like that of comparison of you know cell phone uh, have you done enough have you how you do this and how to do that how to achieve things and what your plans are is it going to work out is it not going to work out are you, and the health so you can you can really find yourself in many things and on a very gross level it's your body you think that your body is you're, you're somewhere in the body you know you, you and then so whatever if your health happens like oh i'm sick and you feel yourself sick and you like destroy like you're upset about your own sickness and why shouldn't you be like right it's your you're you're sick you have an th- idea of you are sick and so it contains it even worsens actually the case of healing because you think that you're sick when you in fact you're not sick it's your body that's sick and healing becomes more difficult because you are actually
1: do you think that the do you think the idea of the self is necessary for survival in any way though for i was t- talking to you the other day when we had our initial conversation about this brilliant documentary i was watching called becoming you where they talk about childhood and the the, the sort of development of identity and of awareness and the fact that you know up until the age of about two you don't recognize your own uh, your own reflection in the mirror you can recognize your mom and your dad in the mirror and you can identify them but you can't recognize yourself as i Um, But but then I think back to, you know, time immemorial, you know, evolution of man. And I think perhaps the idea of identity was how people survived. Because you talked to me the other day about um, paying the bills, for example. You forgot to pay the bills because you were in this state of heightened awareness. But perhaps we have... I'm just I'm just you know riffing with you here, but perhaps the the self is 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 necessary in some ways in order for the sort of practical issues in life. for example, as you say, you know if you become ill, it's not you that's ill, it's the body that's ill, but how are you going to survive and and recover if you don't have some kind of sense of self and identity? The idea
2: of self is inevitable. You cannot avoid it. you cannot be born without it. every. Sentient ancient being will have a perception of self because you have your. So
1: it's not a, a modern social construct then.
2: No, it's not a modern social concern. Of course not. for dec- for th- hundreds of thousands for that. I don't know about hundreds, but tens of thousands of years. We have, records. It's
1: almost biological it, it, then that we develop this. people.
2: It's yeah, absolutely. Physio- well, it's not just biological. It's the way consciousness perceives it. Like you have, the consciousness is born into a body. Okay, it it takes form of a body and it associates your, itself with it on a very basic level, and then it experiences life through it. But it's almost like it falls falls asleep that is thinking that it's it's this body and it forgets that it was ever a part of the bigger self, bigger parts of consciousness. But it was never your consciousness. It is never consciousness does not belong to anyone. It's all, all pervading. It pervades your body, but you think it's my consciousness it pervades other bodies and you think it's their consciousness but it's just one consciousness talking and speaking to itself marrying itself you know killing itself sometimes and torturing itself and uh, sometimes uplifting itself and guiding itself home to also what what some masters are doing that they are showing uh, those who are who are interested and who are um, kind of want to get be free from the, who gets like really sometimes that that personality that idea of self is really just just this um on you know almost harmful. Mm-hmm. It uh, creates so much suffering in the life and of of the person and and others of, of beings that it's almost necessary for people to like get over that that kind of personality uh, and realize that it was all uh, all a fabrication. Otherwise, they will just continue f- kind of improving that a little by little, but not really ever get being free from it, um, which is different forms of. Um, so what I was saying is so it's not you don't choose to be in identity. It's you're born into it's almost given to you. And then only human nervous system, as far as I know, is, is capable of of perceiving its own nature in that way um, and thus be free. And so for the rest of your life, you could still reconcile and be live in multiplicity and diversity and duality, but not be, but not, not, but not like get, um, wide lied, lied to, I guess, uh, not, not be, um, goable and, um, and unaffected, really. Well, that's what's happening too. Like, really, the consciousness is unaffected by all that's happening in it. It could observe and witness all, all experiences, everything, everything, everything. Um, but it's the problem that you have, thinking that it's my experience, it's my thing. It's like it's it's your job. So it's it's that ego that appropriates, it steals experiences and believes it assigns, traits, things that so this is my character, that is my thing. You know, when there's actually just like I went to the bathroom. Like, I did. How did you go to the bathroom? But you have a perception mm. of you went to the bathroom. Body mm. went to the bathroom and did its thing. But where is it? <laughs> where is identity is needed for that? If you really look into all the functions, you know, very deep functions, very deep. If you start inquiring about your, you know, your functions, your your body, uh, how you've done things, how you, how did you become a father? You're now a father, and you're thinking that you're a father. What you? How did that happen?
1: Hmm. I won't go into too much detail.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But what, I think bodies have done what they needed to do, but like, there's yeah. not really... There's no identities needed for that. And so,
1: uh, is an identity needed, then, at all?
2: Sure. Definitely. Uh, to live in this society, is, of course, it's absolutely necessary. It's a very complex society, and it's... Society is based on that. It's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's founding, uh, almost founding block. Because without identity, you cannot define, You have many identities. You have countries and identity. You have cities and identity. All of these identities have to exist because of the social structures. And you, you break it down more and more and more. And it becomes more complex. And it becomes more complex with virtual reality worlds. I emailed you yesterday. Or did, I don't know if mm, you got my email. I did. Virtual reality, right? Uh, ag- augmented reality where you have multiple worlds that you create yourself and your identities are we are like almost avatars but none of those things are really you it's easy to for the new people to see like none of those y- your your social um trades but people do still get hung up on the thinking oh this is my account that's my facebook yeah and it's, it's my name on it and it's, as if it was like really belong to anybody even though it's just electricity running through hardware
1: but that's a really interesting point as well that you make because, it's you know, again, it's all about, you know, what sort of importance you assign to these different avatars. For example, you look at, you know, teenage kids, for example, and they're playing certain games and the personas, the identities, the avatars they have in those games are so important to them that they're almost more important than their own avatars, their own identities in their, you know, in their real life.
2: That's right. That's why it needs to burst. Identity needs to... That's its way to... Almost identity wants to grow exponentially. It's like it wants to continue to grow until it becomes like Alexander the Great or something. Um, It wants to uh, consume and appropriate things and make it their own. Like, why do you want to have a shirt that you're wearing now? You already have that shirt. You don't want. You don't. There's no need for your mind to be wanting that shirt. It's gonna want something that it doesn't have.
1: So for a functioning community for example because I love I love this word community I love the idea of community and I think there's been a real dissolution of community over the last 20 thirty years you just as time has progressed we've become less community based do you think we need an identity in order to take our part in to be a valuable member of a community because we would have a specific skill that we identify with we'd have a set of values and of responsibilities. Uh, which we may not have if we were just looked at things in a completely nihilistic way, where no, you know, there's no real sense of existence or of moral duty or anything like that.
2: Uh, or you could have your skills and in your contribution to society without having an identity, uh, personal, because it's all about perception of self. It's really about how you're experiencing the world. It, as soon as you're free, you, you're, the world becomes free. You're free from yourself, but you're also free from the world. You don't have any. Um, you easier for easier for you to overlook other people's faults, and that's where happiness comes in. You become more happy because you don't see other people's faults and how they've done something wrong because you don't. See, you see that they're not. They, they haven't chosen their actions either. They have, they're just reacting. It's, it's it's like you like you, you as if that person had a choice. It's just like you. You know, uh, and it's easy for me to see, like with with kids now, like I almost I became. Uh, it's easier for me to accept all of, all of all everything everything you know all of their shortcomings because I know that there it's not really them I mean, it's all conditioning they're just reacting 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 and observing sometimes uh, so they need to go through this phase and I'm not eager to start telling them that they're not I not because they need to have that social conditioning to survive and and to mature And it will be their own path because I did not personally, like, I didn't create, it was a path of kind of, a path of self um, discovery, but also like, who is the stuff that, who was, who was that, who was making the discovery? Like it was an idea, Victor, a thought, Victor was going towards some kind of idea of awakening or liberation or some kind of freedom or whatever, whatever spiritual practice doing but I didn't do anything to kind of make that happen. It's called all grace. It's all happens by naturally by grace. Like there's no awakening that could be done.
1: But if you hadn't done all of the practices that you have done through your life, would you have, would you have still put those dots together? Would you have still connected those dots? No,
2: pro- probably not, it would take years. It was decades, maybe a
1: lifetime so when you say you had an awakening it's still it was still a practice of sorts wasn't it, it didn't just well, happen. practices
2: well it, because it was important well first of all in meditation what happens in meditation eventually you realize that your the thinking process is just a thinking process it's not there's no one who's thinking you become aware of your thoughts as just as a happening and there's no one who's controlling them and you 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 have a person, you have existence, you have experience in meditation experience of existing without a personality for a for a moment, even though you come out of the meditation, you still have you become you kind of take on your old personality, but you have in those short moments, freedom, experiences of freedom, sometimes bliss, sometimes all kinds of deep experiences. Um, um yeah
1: <laughs> So it sounds like you found a level of contentment and sort of um st- sort of stable consistent contentment with with by se- by managing to you know separate yourself from the self <laughs> that makes sense. Uh,
2: yourself separating self from self it's not really yeah you see that that's the thing there's no one to separate from anyone yeah um <laughs> that, that's uh, that could be other ideas that's also the mind will start flowing, and it will draw all kinds of pictures, all kinds of ideas about uh, the new self that I have become, right? And it wants to continue to do that. But now I know that workings of the mind are just workings of the mind. They're not my own workings. I don't produce thoughts. They, I'm aware of the thoughts, and they just come and go. And there's um, freedom in that. And also, it be, the mind itself gets conditioned out of its own habits, Um because you can't change your old thinking habits and thinking patterns quickly. Um, they just happen on their own. As soon as you withdraw attention from the, you're not any longer interested in what's happening in the mind, you put your attention into the being. Uh, that's what happens also in experiences. Um, you, you you really realize that it's, it's the being that's the life itself is the source of, you know your life and everything, and you are just being there. That's that's really the the presence, the experience, and then all the experiences uh, you grounded in that. It's it's not something that needs to the effort. Effortlessness is there. You know, in the last month, the life has been more effortless. Right. There was no there was no stringent like I didn't have to do anything to make the life happen like for old victor would be like oh i got to get there i got to get this done i got to get that done there's just jobs and and chores and by wins but i realized that all of it happens no matter what even though if i if i strain myself or i don't strain get things things get done
1: yeah yeah Uh, it's funny you can be really short-sighted can't you can say oh i need to do this and i'll do that but then you don't look beyond that and think well then what happens once i do those things it's still just going to continue to be that Rat race, that struggle all the it's way. It's constant
2: life. race, constant rate, race. And there's only way to get out of it is is to realize that there's no one who's
1: doing anything. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you then, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life. I gotta have a drink over this one <laughs> because from what you've told me, I'm sort of thinking you're going to probably say there is there is no meaning you just exist you just be there is no what's the point of it what's the point of existence experience sensuality you know sensing things and appreciating all part of the experiencing the now
2: you could say that yeah i will agree to that but it's it's like um See, metaphysical questions are uh, are kind of so abstract. And in words, we could create all the, these constructs, right? And then also, some you know, you could reword it in a different way and say, find some flaws in that too, or some missings in that. Um, uh, I think if, if, we, if once uh, there's more established in this new presence, in this state, of of um oh, i guess state of state of awareness i would say uh for myself i would be able to kind of elaborate a little clearer on these things mm, it's still been only a month or so of this kind of outlook on life and some some things haven't gotten clear yet like that like i've never pondered i i never even like there was no there's no one who needs to know the meaning of life here's what here's what i want to go with that There is no one, that's why I kind of was confused and kind of on, I didn't know how to quite answer this question because the person who wants to know the meaning of life, find that one who wants to know and you'll be free from all meanings. From all meanings and all, and you will be free because it's that one who wants to know what is the meaning, what is this and what is These are all kinds of ideas from the mind and they're not, they always come short. It's like pointers to something but you're beyond all these uh, meanings of life and all that stuff. All of it is just created, created, you know, another you know, some some more fluff to this. Uh, That's how spirituality is so complicated and so many forms of spirituality and just people are doing spirituality as some some kind of practice, something to do for them to be closer to divine or supreme or uh, it's kind of a bargain and a trade-off with with the powers of other worlds and all these things are happening like because his personality is playing playing that game of, of spirituality of meaning of life or whatever he feels that it's it's right for it right now in the moment but it, it, it's all oneness it's all the same consciousness playing all the same different games there is no division forms names and forms
1: it's all names. one consciousness
2: it's all one consciousness, but only when you start dividing and naming things, uh, and describing things, that's when division comes in. Because you look around yourself, like every little thing around you in your room, in my room, is described to the very dot. I know everything around me. Everything has a label. Imagine that all definitions disappeared. W- would you have the world? What would your world look like if all of the namings, all the names, and all the descriptions have, got, have disappeared?
0: Wow. Like what would that. you see
2: around yourself?
1: I don't know. You would be the
2: child. This
1: is what, if we're going back to where you started, you would be the child who was just born. But you'd be just born, but then you just start naming things again, surely. No, you wouldn't start naming. You don't. You don't have the naming capacity. Right. Somebody else names it for you. Yes. Yes.
2: You you are adjusted, and you you are, you are born into a new. That's the you know the world. But the, the world mind, but the
1: mind would naturally need to find to understand these things, wouldn't it? To sort of find answers. It would. It would flow the definitely. The mind of all of all
2: would have things. to flow. The, the mind is a powerful thing. It needs to flow. It needs a direction. It needs to create itself. Idea of itself because things are happening to itself and it needs to protect itself uh and kind of has ideas so about others it's totally okay uh and then the mind becomes uh, you know feels like it in my experience now it becomes almost like a, a secondary uh, that i'm becoming aware of the workings of the mind but only like it's a there's a distance i don't there's a gap. I am observing that sometimes, if sometimes it's happening, and i
1: It's a lifelong pursuit, and it's <laughs> and it's troubling, isn't it? And it's scary at times. I'm on this journey with you. Here's where I'm at with it. I'm more aware of ever than ever of the idea of self. I'm I'm at that point where I'm aware more than ever of the potentially see. destructive nature of the self of the ego um, and yeah. I, I look at that and I think that's not something that I want to gravitate towards it's something I want to move away from but then you start moving away from it and you start feeling scared because there's so much get gray area and then mm-hmm. I start thinking okay well I want to experience and appreciate that's what I want to do I want to live in the moment and experience and sense and just enjoy all of the things that are around me and but then I still but then I feel like that's bit existentialist it's there's a sort of vacuum there of meaning and then i think what is the opposite of self and i'm sort of arriving at this idea of selfless selflessness i um I, i watched uh the film a beautiful day in the neighborhood yesterday for the second time very rarely watch films twice have you ever seen this film no i would highly recommend you watching it i've i've recommended it to everybody i know pretty much because it on the surface it's just a you know a sort of biopic about a, a, t, a children's tv presenter but it's one of the most profound films i've ever seen um it's all about selflessness and kindness and compassion and every time i watch it i'm i just i'm flooded with tears and it's the most cathartic feeling of crying that I've ever had, because the guy, the main character in it, Mister Rogers, he's just—he's all about selflessness, and he's living in a state of bliss the whole time because he's found the key to bliss, which is to make your life's work about helping other people. And it probably sounds trite what I'm saying, but it's—it is how I feel about things, and I'm not there. I'm a million miles from being that person but it's something which really inspires me and makes me feel thrilled and wanting to cry with joy. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, the thing about this is only if, once you have these ideas, even if when you have a construct that you've got of selflessness, you have an idea of what the selflessness is and, and the kindness and compassion. And then, so the idea of self could even take that form, very humble self, you know not but still a self and you're still gonna think not still not free uh, so there's there's still the good search uh what i'm hearing is that you've got um you've, you've 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 you're aware of yourself that how it's created but now you don't have an experience of of selfless like selfless existence and i think um there's some practices that, that, are, that are helpful that I would think that, that could be very, very helpful for you to for you to, to have deepen that experience and, and kind of dis- identify with, with the ego and with, the, with that kind of self. Um, but then also finding
0: mm,
2: more on like, what, if you're not that idea, what are you? That's where the fear is coming from, because if you're not that, then what are
1: you? you mentioned at the start that all of this some of this came about um, as a consequence of having a difficult um, moment with your family uh, I think they well for me anyway some of the most challenging relationships in life and but I've got to I've got to thinking again recently that it's it's not um it doesn't it's it's it can be the most illuminating part of your life because if you can come th- see that as a test and come through the challenge, of relationship familial relationships if you can have positive relationships with your family then that speaks so much to your development as a human being as somebody that you know as a, as an mm-hmm. awoken human being
2: mm-hmm. yeah family members have have the know all of your spots all of your uh, buttons the <laughs> personality that's why that's why they are most uh, these are your your enlightened guides, right? They will point to you where your personality is acting and that you will clearly see how it's not even a choice. You have gotten like, your reactions just happened. That's how my reaction happened with my family member. I was aware, I, I saw there was anger coming up and it ex- you know, it expressed itself and it was over. And that was it. And I, I saw that the reaction was not. It was just there. It was almost as a biological, uh, physiological, biological, psych, psychological reaction. Where was I in that? There was no I. It was a reaction by itself, purely conditioned reaction. And your family members condition yourself, you, your your personality, your ego, and you condition their ego towards you. That's why it's so hard for you know. I can talk to my kids about this because they will. See myself me as the father that they like to argue with and once they hear the truth They will argue with the truth Because the the, the habit was to argue with the father and no matter what comes out of his mouth is something to be argued with <laughs> So, yeah, you know, you gotta be you there's always going to be uh, like that kind of conditioning Yeah, Involved. yeah, and the loved totally. ones especially loved ones and, are the do, special and, ones
1: and as you say it's so much to do with the self. So basically, you know in practical tip what will happen is I will as you say, they will. A family member will push my buttons in some way, and I will react in a way which is which goes against what I want to be, how I want to be as a person. So I'm oh, not I only, see. So I'll not only get angry about it, but then afterwards I'll feel bad because I think that's not the person that I want I to be. So it's the ultimate because, challenge.
2: Ah, uh, here's a beautiful that you brought this up because there is someone that is you still have the idea of yourself who should be better. Who, who 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 could have chosen who who could have chosen to react this way or that way? Ambition. Ambition, desire, yes, all of that comes from the idea of self. Oliver is a doer. Oliver has to have like things under control. And I'm proud of this and I'm not happy of that. And all of these ideas come from idea that Oliver has to be some kind of this or that way, that there is Oliver. You know, some kind of Oliver that, that does life, that that manages relationships, and you're gonna be like a forever, um, um, like a. Um, uh, well, it's it's like it's like on on the uh, what idea I'm to, came to my mind was like that you're on the train station, you the, the, you know you kind of give the tickets to the passengers, well, and so you you let one some idea, good experiences that they can pass and bad experiences you don't you don't you don't let them on the train. Because you don't want them, you're like a manager, you're like the um, the uh, bartender or something, and uh, not not a bartender, I guess, the bouncer. You're the bouncer at the door of your experience, the gatekeeper. And there's some kind of Oliver, a gatekeeper, exactly. Thank you, gatekeeper of your experience. There's no such thing, you, you're never gonna be exp- like a gatekeeper of your experience. You will experience everything and anything, all myriads of personal. Uh, psychological experiences uh, uh, you know uh, will come into your awareness all of this is, is has place to be it's just that you know you're not the one experiencing them that's what kind of like you could experience it but then you let it go because there's no one who's going to hang up on it oh i should have done it, i should have done it. there's no one who could even whisper that in your mind in your ear
1: so you you talked a while ago about practices in order to you know sort of evolve in this way and could you expand upon those a little bit more some of the some of the more important practices you've undertaken that you found to be effective in helping you gain Mm -hmm. this sort of awareness and maintain it
2: um perception right so it's all right so um you will practice what you like Uh, again it's practice has to be something that will you know enjoyable and something that you you could maintain um so you it, well, there's no one practice that is suitable for all people uh, because its temperaments are different um mindsets are different we are have busy experience we have different experiences different mindsets from but generally because we are from the western world i'm talking right now right in english so we have um in the western world we have very busy voracious minds uh, that keeps us very much separated and keep us in our minds and, and just like we're all constantly running in our minds 24 7 and we rely on our minds heavily and we identify with them for that matter as well it's our predicament almost so it's almost like it has to be a search has to be done on that level first i think um perhaps so so it's going to be a search of the mind to look beyond the mind yeah yes it's going to be kind of tricky and it's but it has to wear itself out in that way almost like you've got to wear your clothes that you wear as an ex- example like you have this old coat of oliver and it has to be worn out completely to the holes until you see that you uh, you can just it can fall off of you on its own um and that's when your light will kind of shine through because of your there's nothing that will hinder that clarity that the vision but this, so this 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 practices could be uh, you know, meditation practices, there are many. There's closed-eye meditations, open-eye meditations. There's self-inquiry um, have been very effective uh, always for me, which was uh, um, kind of seeing in any experience, who, who's having this experience? Just pointing direction your attention inwardly in any moment, just being really curious about what's happening in your mind. Are you really thinking those thoughts? When did you start thinking that thought? Where were you before that thought came about? Can you think something on purpose? Do you know what you're going to think two minutes from now? So all these things, if you look into your mind and the workings of your mind and how how you actually, and you can get really clear that you do not control anything that's happening in your mind, you will be free from it. It will happen on its own, but you will not be like you will not be so attached to it. it it's, at first, it's kind of. Uh,
1: but can you have some kind of influence over it? For example, just going back to you know, conditioning. Exam...
2: Yes, in, in, so, in influence, can you have, could be can also... you have
1: a positive? Can you have a positive influence in it? So, for example, reacting no. differently to the family.
2: No, Th- that's not chosen.
1: No. They That's just impulses did. which are going to happen, whether you like it or not. you're going, well, to, have going to be impulses. a combination
2: of things, right? Some, some things you're going to have a reaction that you like, some things you're going to have a reaction that you didn't like. But either hmm. way, you didn't choose either reaction.
1: Hmm.
2: You you didn't even choose liking or disliking it. You didn't even choose that. It was already.
1: But it, all... <laughs> but in order to be living, you know, uh, you know, in order to be living on the highest possible level of consciousness, then you would want, you'd ideally want to. You know even if you do have those impulses then you'd want to be able to respond in a in a more kind and loving way wouldn't you it will naturally That'll be happen. part of the the increase in awareness no
2: there's no. no one there's no when you when you're in your natural state i mean it will all happen naturally and even if you even in the natural state and something comes and disturbs your like your ego and it flares up for a minute or two and it just does its own ego thing what's the problem with that when you find that there's no one who has a problem with anything, you know, this is what you want to condition your mind. Like there's not a problem with either having this experiences or that experience. Yeah. You're not trying to control on, it. It, it. It all happens on your, on the, on the level of your, on, in the field of your awareness all happens in the mirror, but you, you're like, you're the mirror that is reflecting everything, but it doesn't, become anything that is reflecting like you know what i mean it it's just it's just an empty mirror but it could be reflect the empty, a empty sad face or a happy face or an angry face but no, it will not become any of those faces
1: i love the metaphor of the of the jacket uh, falling off you eventually because it's so old that it falls off you and you you know you you don't you no longer have that mask have that covering because it sort of links in so beautifully with the day that we're on today which is black friday where everybody <laughs> goes and buys <laughs> new coats.
2: <laughs> uh, it, it, who's buying it? See, that's the thing. You can buy more stuff and uh, and have not a problem with it or buy it for other people. But it's it's thinking that you, um, afterwards, like you should have that. bought it, you shouldn't have bought it. Like, it's it was, it was some kind of a, uh, you know, all, all these things that kind of judging about it and thinking about it that will make you, uh, that's where your personality will come out when you start defining the buying and shopping and all that things, you either be on one side of the shopping or the other side of the shopping, but you're gonna be on either side of the stick. But you're neither. See, that's the thing, that's the search that you're on. And <laughs> I didn't realize that I was also, <laughs> until I realized that both sides of the stick are just uh, illusionary, illusionary, yeah, it's an illusion. It's, it's, always, it's always like the state of mind is like a not knowing. You don't know. You don't really know. Not knowing is your true nature. You don't have to know if it's a good thing for, for shopping Black Friday or not. Friday is not a good thing to, to do shopping on. Uh, or, you know, <laughs> not a good day to do shopping. Um, you are before that. So it doesn't matter what the Friday is or if it's a Thursday. Even defining Thursday, Friday is like I was already dividing time it's okay for uh, to make get things done uh, it's necessary in this kind of society but it's not necessary for your under, you know evolution and your own perception and that's why you can accept things for how they are somebody went shopping and you don't judge them somebody went uh, filled out the carts and bought all these things and uh, stuffed their fridges and stuffed their shelves and there's no problem with it whatsoever it's just part of the who said that that's not part of their evolution Because they need to, that's that's the way personality uh, gets fed up. It needs to have its constant expansion, 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 buying more stuff, uh, getting more experiences, traveling more places, getting this, you know, more concerts. That's why, uh, you know, pandemic was so devastating because people just all of a sudden had to give up a lot of things that they like. And expansion has to be like contracting dramatically. That's why, you know, and people don't like to be home by themselves with themselves. The mind has to flow somewhere, has to be possessing something, has to be like busy with things and has to be obtaining. And so it's kind of the way uh, personality tra- goes to unity by first absorbing as much of itself and then finally bursting. Finally, personality has to burst because it is going to come to an end with this body or before the end of the body, but it will come to the, bur- to the end of it, existence. It will either die with the body or it will die before the body, which is awakening. That's, the, that's pretty much death before, before your body's died because you've transcended your personality to the degree that it doesn't matter. You're not any of those things. And, and, and everybody else can have is in the right place. No contradictions.
1: <laughs> Amazing. It sounds like you're in a place where you won't, wouldn't want to give me advice on how I should approach my life moving forward. But how would you approach your life moving forward? since you've made these um, discoveries there is no life
2: out there to move forward with um what creates life as an idea like is an, again it's another idea that we're thinking that we're living the life right uh no we're not living the life there's nothing to do to live a life what do you need to do to have the next moment come to you? Are you going to like strain about it figure it out to make sure that it comes in the right way in the right time? What are you going to do? Like if you have five minutes to live what what else do you need to have the best possible life experience for the next five minutes? Um, right? And it's gonna, life is going to keep happening just like this. And we will always know how to react because we uh, have a uh, Accumulated a lot of conditioning, social conditioning over a lifetime. It will serve us well, sometimes too well, uh, to the degree it is distracting. Um, but there's no problem. Like life will react, life will happen. But it's like it's. But it's the one, the one who like desires and plans things and makes sure to make sure things will happen in the right way. That guy is gone. The the victor. Who, who needed to make sure things are, like, I will greet the life, <laughs> and that's it, because it will, I am life itself. It, uh, life lives through me. I don't need to figure it out. Life lives through you, but you just think that you need to figure it out.
1: Right. Control it.
2: Yeah, control it, because you have an idea of self still. And it's it's a very uh, in, innate, a very inborn into all species and beings, idea of self. It's just that you, uh, as a human, can transcend it. And now that you have a doubt in your mind and you are researching, there's it's like rust. It will eat through, it will eat through the idea of the self. There's no way you can avoid awakening, Oliver. It's a good news. <laughs>
1: it's a good news. Your mind is is
2: voracious. It will continue to like this gypsy that will continue to kind of bargain with you and trade you and and always substitute some kind of new ideas, new understandings, new experiences and new descriptions of what's happening. But the good thing is that your presence, your being itself is much more powerful. And it's, it's yourself. It's really who you who you are. So there's no way for you to lose it.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. But but believing, you know, wholeheartedly and living that idea of the oneness, it I, it can't. It can only be a good thing. It can only be good for the psyche. It can only be good for the we, can't it?
2: Uh, I don't know. It's beyond good and bad. Uh, it not necessarily sometimes good. You could be described that sometimes you. You've lived an experience and then it ended up in some ways bad for some circumstance and better for good for other circumstances. I don't know. Um, there's always a trade-off and there's always, if you do one thing, there's going to be something. It will have sec- first degree of consequences, the second degree of consequences, the third degree of consequences, the fourth degree of consequences. And it's like a, a web of consequences for any action positive and negative. And so you can't just choose positive, negative, and just divide it up like that and say, this is a good thing. And this is not a good thing. It's just that you're going to be free from good and bad altogether.
1: It seems to me that people are less content these days, in general, than they used to be. And we're sort of that we're trying to find the answers in material wealth, aren't we? And what you're talking about is completely the opposite, really.
2: Um, I think you're projecting a lot. There's no people out there, Oliver. <laughs> okay. There is no That's such funny. thing as people other than idea of uh, people in your head, like just like that. You know, there's period. There's no people out there. What people? Where where are those people that you're speaking of? It always comes to you and your understanding.
1: I've got this this idea of people in my mind. They're not actually people that really exist. They're like little people, know, in, it... you know, in like a, t- a children's TV show. <laughs> They're sort of walking around a village, little puppets. That's my idea <laughs> of people. <laughs> but I'm not talking That's about right. real people. I'm generalizing about the idea of people, aren't I?
2: Exactly, yes. <laughs> and it will, it, your mind will take you for a ride, for a long ride, and it will continue to do it because it's a good habit. Mm. And it needs to. it, it lives in that. It survives it this is its daily bread for it to live like that and come up with these questions but think about where this question came from who asked that question
1: the the construct that is oliver
2: what oliver where does he live go on a search if once you really go on a search of that oliver um you certainly it could not be a name hmm. And definitely not all oliver, it's just a sound uh, vibration, sound vibration could be a written word. But. And it's an idea, after all, every word is an idea. That's why silent meditations are so good, because you, you realize that the seeking is happening and seeing happens in silence. And the understanding happens in the ver- and like mind needs language, too. It's like it's almost building blocks, the language, the words. And it needs to use these language and words and understand descriptions to kind of to have an idea of the world, but it's missing at the point because the world is bef- before all the language. the the world, the universe exists without any language. Language is a complete hindrance. It's only useful to get some social things done and express itself to the degree, and how are you even speaking? It's, a, it's bizarre that I could be in my studio, speak English, my, well, so to speak, second language that I, so to speak, learn. How did I even speak, learn how to speak English? There's no way Victor could learn how to speak a second language. Some kind of uh, magically, uh, ver- uh, some kind of parts of the brain conditioned, were conditioned to understand these sounds, these vibrations as meanings of some, of some sort. And learning happened. But then I've decided that I learned English. There's some kind of victor that learned English. When in fact, learning just happened. Mm. This is how we acquire all the skills that we need for life. But we just, ego appropriates it. This is my skill. Mm. I learned how to do this. I learn how to drive. I learned the second language. I, I, I. I do this, I do that. I do this, I'm going to go do that. You know, and it has plans. A lot of plans. The Ego. Mm. And then when your plans don't you know, and it, it spends a lot of time supporting those plans and yeah. thinking about them and like, and depending, and then you derive your well-being and understanding and your, and your success based on the outcomes of those plans, even though you do not control a single thing on the outcome of the, any, anything that you do. There's doing, there's doing happens. Doing happens. There's no one who's doing anything. You, you know, doing just like speaking, like who's speaking now? How's the speaking? How am I even speaking right now? I don't know. What am I going to say next? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to ask? It's just oh, so spontaneously. <laughs> Things happen spontaneously, just like this, just like this, just like this. Spontaneous. And that's life. And that's mm. that's really, you know, that's where all the mystics were pointing to. And Zen uh, traditions especially
0: <laughs>
2: mm. in the moment, you know. And they also saw everything as mind, you know, Buddhist tradition, like Tibet traditions, or they described everything as mind. Anything that could be described as mind, 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 mind. Hmm. And everything, all the pointers were always to look beyond the mind.
1: Yeah. Fabulous. Absolutely fascinating. I love it. So you'll be
2: free. <laughs> the good news is
1: that there's no, that's inevitable. It's just inevitable. Maybe you can gauge it next time we speak. You can gauge my level of liberty. <laughs> See if I've evolved. I hope to. <laughs> well,
2: here's the thing you will not evolve. Um, there's, there's a uh, Oliver is an idea that cannot evolve or improve or become better, it's just a thought. Mm. Okay, so Oliver cannot evolve. Um,
1: um, there's some but again it it just comes down to basic terminology doesn't it even because even talking within these terms truth is very simple yes it's actually fascinating
2: how all of a sudden all these sayings and all these really things that i read about when you break it down when you break it down it just made sense in a completely clear way Hmm. um it doesn't matter if it was a sufi you know poem rumi or Gautama buddha or maharishi Mahesh yogi or muji everyone's teachings or jesus christ even uh, specifically specific teachings are pointing to the same very simple truth which is oh (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
1: the opposite the opposite of the self selfless selflessness well they're all they're all altruists aren't they philanthropists all the people you speak of they're all seen as Particularly kind?
2: Well, they, they, because they've lost, they, there's no, yes, of course. That's why they didn't own anything. They were humble beings. They didn't own or possess much of anything. marie teresa they, they don't, because there's no ego to own things. There's no one who can really own stuff and do things. They just, you know, they meet the great people with kindness because they see themselves, they see others as themselves. They see others and they, the kindness. Is a, is a highest level of of, ex, of like you have this life forces life force that's streaming through you and so it's only natural to direct that life force into serving others because you see them and and compassion through it because you see their conditioning you see the how the perception you see all the sentience being experienced themselves as the self so it's like I got really you know sad about Turkeys, like oh my gosh there's so many turkeys are dying this thanksgiving <laughs> and i because i i got that they you know that the, these are sentient beings that that do have a perception of self uh they have fear they have they can they can experience fear uh and stress because they have idea of that kind of self that i um that i got free of for a moment well at, at that time right.
1: <laughs> again we're getting bogged down in terminology aren't we as you as
2: you... again again i I, yeah. I i i so you will hear myself yeah. but as as muji as muji said consciousness refers to itself as i and ego refers to itself as i so it's a confusing duality i i only in in the listening only it happens in the listening that you can differentiate what i mean sometimes you know you gotta look beyond the simple eyes i still speak out of habit i can't speak like a master who has you know decades of uh, advaita training or something uh, i can only speak from my experience and my habits are still of a guy who lived a life, <laughs> Victor.
1: Yeah, exactly. And maybe this is why so many of these teachers go into you know um, willful silence for such a long period of time because they realize uh, the the misleading nature of mo- you know of terminology absolutely. of language. Absolutely, no, mm. absolutely. That it just Silent. It just becomes yeah. you just you just get bogged down with all of this 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 yeah, terminology yes. that is. Inaccurate, exactly in, silent, in the terms silent, that we're sort of talking yeah, silent
2: about. retreats are very useful whenever you have a chance and you maybe will be old mm-hmm. enough that you can go on a silent retreat i think they're very useful um i haven't experienced one specifically like that but i could imagine any retreat where you go and and you shut off the kind of uh, the modern um like accessibility that you that everybody has access to you that you have to respond to and you have a life that you need to manage and like so you can go and not talk to people and your mind will slowly gradually calm down and and but your presence will stay and that's your presence that will stay you will know that that's your true self that stays and doesn't go anywhere through all the experiences and all mind turbulations and all the emotional ups and downs there's the presence that goes nowhere that's always been there and it always will be
1: wow absolutely fascinating um i've got so much to think about uh from that amazing conversation <laughs> and i would really love to continue this conversation periodically and thank you so much for yeah just bringing so much light uh to to our conversation and it's just so much for me to think about you're a fascinating chap
2: oh thank you all right thanks for uh chatting oliver and uh, uh last thing i want to say if i may um, um, the reason I, I kind of uh, had an idea to reach out is is that to share with my friends and family members because I've, I've shared with a few people in my life, my 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 wife and my mother, um, but I haven't shared with many of my friends uh, this. So I, I do. Um, I do want to say that if someone has questions, um, or are they on a the search or. Have any questions for themselves about themselves? I, I would be happy to to talk to them about this because I think it's important. I think
1: it's important to be. You want to have uh, the conversation. You want to continue to have the conversation with all. Conversation. I want
2: to have, I think the conversation conversation will continue itself uh, because there is the only thing to talk about now. Mm. <laughs> wow
1: amazing it's, that's the only thing that's,
2: that's there's all to talk about the consciousness talks about consciousness about consciousness about itself <laughs> because there's nothing else to talk about
1: i can of course put links to you in the web page that i will create for this particular podcast but is there a way that you would prefer for people to reach out
2: uh we can we can leave it there yeah we'll leave okay. our information on the podcast right. and the, on
1: the page no problems but perhaps before too long we'll be creating some kind of Consciousness Forum Oh, that'd be nice <laughs> Good word, wouldn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah, sure, that makes sense mm. Guidance, you know, it, it's, it's important To keep people directing Like, correct view Is important to get, get out of that um, Out of the routine Seeing things And it, it helps to see other Perspective uh, of self And they break it down to, like, not reality It's not real what's not, you know, break down to what's not real, because then you could be free from it. And once so... you do it long enough, uh, a couple more times you you broke down the wall of, and then it will permanently go down. Wow, maybe
1: we could call it White Friday. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <sighs> the natural high.